Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grella. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. <laughs> and the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority, and we are live at Seabrook, New Hampshire, Saturday, September 4th, 2010. It's Labor Day weekend, everybody, and we are unbattening down the hatches from uh, Hurricane Earl. What was it? It was called Hurricane Earl. There was a leaf in my in my pool this morning. Oh, we must, have been, must have been a hurricane. It was a hurricane. Uh, we have so much milk I had and a water <laughs> and batteries at the house. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, we, what a fiasco. Yeah, it, it rained a little. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. State of emergency. The Red Sox couldn't play. It was unbelievable. The, the, the uh, feast was canceled. Oh, yeah. The, the Feast of the Three Saints in Lawrence was supposed to kick off last night, as it traditionally does on Friday night. Canceled. It was a beautiful night. I don't know why they didn't do it. I know. And the weathermen, uh, they get big bucks. They get big bucks for this mess. Oh, yeah. So. Well, in New England, being a weatherman's fantastic because you don't actually have to be right at all. It's unbelievable. It's got to be one of the best jobs around. They get the worst batting average in the nation, <laughs> weathermen. Anyway, hello, everybody. I'm David Garofalo. This is Tommy Grello with me, and this is the Cigar Authority, a two-hour weekly show about the finer things in life, especially and including premium food. cigars. Oh, oh, food, <laughs> food too. <laughs> We're not only the experts on all of them, but we are the authority. This week and every week, we eat, drink, and smoke, and we'll tell you all about it. Gentlemen, don't touch that dial. It's time for the finer things in life. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Welcome aboard. Yeah. This week, uh, we're going to celebrate Carlos Fuente Sr.'s 75th birthday. This is this is big. This is big. No, it really is. And he sent us a special box of cigars, and we're going to try it for the first and only time. Well, for those of you that aren't Fuente fans, let me tell you how special. You can't buy them. You can't get them. Dave, you couldn't buy them. No, can't buy they them. They were sent as gifts to Carlos Fuente's friends in cigar stores across the world and that's it so if you're a friend of his and you happen to buy a lot of his product and he sent you a box great but that's it that's the only way to get it it is not for sale and it shouldn't be for sale and if there's anybody else selling any that's not nice because this is a gift oh and you know absolutely for sure we're going to see these on websites up for like five hundred dollars a box and well stuff. it's not you right you know that I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do what he did and i'm giving them away too so that's what yeah, we're that's, do with that's the classy thing to do Anyway, uh, we're going to smoke the new Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. I have them here. There's three sizes so far, waiting on a fourth size to come in. And uh, we'll look at the most restricted place in America. Yeah, it's a city in California. Oh, what a, what a shocker. And we'll look at the truths and mistruths and uh, corrected by the IPCPR. That's the International Premium Cigar and Retail Association. They kind of get it straight. And uh, we'll give you a quick recap of our trip to Colorado at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. That was a good time. We were there just last week, and we're back. And that show is not going to air until later on, but we'll tell you a little about it anyway as we eat, drink, and smoke this week on the Cigar Authority. 
So exciting. Yeah. You're so excited today. What's wrong with you? Well, hey, I'm who glad put, to be home. Who put the quarter in you? Hey, I'm glad to be home. Let me shout out to our friends out there, WWZN 1510 The Zone, our flagship station here in Boston. Yay. WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua. And WGHM 900 The Game in Manchester, New Hampshire. As usual, you can always catch us on thecigarauthority.com, Ustream.tv, and we're podcasted on podbean.com. That's right. More places coming in the future. So stick around to the Cigar Authority. Those just tuning in, two-hour show on cigars and the finer things in life. That's what it's all about. Stick around. You might learn something. Give us a call, by the way. We'd love to hear your questions or talk to us, ask us about cigars. The phone number here. Ready, guys? 617-237-1234. Get a pen. Ready? 617-237-1234. Call us and ask us anything. And we might actually do a question or two for those of you who are interested in trying one of these 75th anniversary Carlos Fuente cigars. There we go. You know, there's no other way to get them. So if you think you're a Carlos Fuente guy, maybe we'll give you a question. What do you say, Dave? Well, why I'm not? giving away Dave cigars for him. Yeah, you're very good at that. <laughs> very good at giving away my stuff. Chuck Morrison, everything's fine? Everything's good, brother. All right, Chuck Morrison on the wheels of steel. He's our producer over there. And he, and he just he just got back because, you know, Chuck Morrison is our is our guy behind the scenes with the New England Patriots. That's right. And so he just got back from Giant Stadium of the last of the preseason games. Chuck, how was that? Yeah, man. Brand new stadium, $1.7 billion they spent on this new stadium. Really? Yeah. And to give you a sense of perspective, Gillette Stadium costs about $357 million. Wow. What's the, what's the difference? What's the big difference? Oh, man, size. Basically size. I mean, this place is ginormous. How many people? What are we talking? I want to say close to 70,000 people. Wow. At at $150 a seat? Oh, anyway, right? Oh, for the nosebleeds. (laughs) Right. You know? But your your seats, Chuck, I mean, you got grade A prime seating, right? Sidelines, baby. (laughs) Can't beat that. (laughs) Must be nice to be Chuck Morrison. So you had a tough week. You came with us with the Cigar Authority to Colorado. Yeah, man. That was a good time, huh? You got home. You did WWE. Yeah, I worked. With Mr. McMahon. Well, I mean, what's her name? What's his name? Uh, the yeah, WWE? Vince McMahon. Yeah, you were right. Man, yep. thank you. Did the WWE thing till like whatever we out in, in the morning. morning. Yep. Barely slept and then got on a plane and went out to Giant Stadium. That's right. That's right. We we landed in Jersey uh, on uh, Wednesday night around eight o'clock. And the wow. flight, we, we got to Gillette Stadium around uh, I think noon on now, Wednesday. Now pr- give us give Nuts. us a little. Actually, let's light a cigar, and then we'll talk. Yes. All right. We're gonna, uh, the first cigar we're going to try today is Fleur de Lorraine, and they came out with Maduro. We have three sizes here, and they range from anywhere between 579 and 749 and they're a dark, dark Maduro. Any nice. size you like in particular? He goes right to the middle. That's like the book I uh, was telling you about. Yeah. <laughs> have three choices. Most people pick the middle one. I'm going to take the smaller one because the other one is... is Six and a quarter by 60. Wow. That, that, that is a shape that I've seen before. Everybody's on it. Everybody's on the cigar. Everybody's loving the cigar. Every, everybody's on that size. That I mean, size. That seems, seems to be the popular size right now. And uh, while we were in Colorado, we uh, I had uh, dinner with the folks from uh, Calibri, and uh, this is their new cutter. Yeah, and actually we had um, Mr. Mr. Good. Is it Less? Less Man. Less Man. We had Less Man. On the show, and we talked to him for a while about Calibri because Calibri came back. Calibri yeah, came, they, they were resurrected from the dead, so to speak. They were bankrupt company. They were closed and gone, and Les comes around and says, no, no, no we're going to keep going, and as a matter of fact, we're going to honor 
all of our warranties for all of our old products, even though we're a totally new company all, yep. all over again. He, class act, by the way. Yeah, he stood up. Those those are the tuning in, and we met a lot of people, thousands of people at the Colorado Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. They're tuning in and probably saying, where's that show we did on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> and, and why am I listening to you guys in Seabrook, New Hampshire, of all places? You're, you're supposed to be in Colorado. That show is going to air Saturday, September 18th. Okay, so Saturday, September 18th, because the, the Pats are doing something, right? Yeah, they're playing the they're playing the Jets. A big game for the Patriots. Okay, and we are coming a second fiddle to the Patriots, but we're going to do that maybe three or four times during the year. Other than that, it's all about us. It really, is all about us. As it should be. As it should be. But um, on Saturday, September 18th, that show you'll hear will be us live from Colorado. I think it was very good, by the way. Oh. It was awesome. It was it was a great time. And uh, look, we've been to big smokes. We've been to all kinds of different big cigar parties. We've had the privilege of traveling, actually, all over the world, uh, including many places in Florida, being to many different cigar events. That was by far the biggest. In many ways, it was the best. In some ways, I think that it was it was, because it was their first show. They've got some things to iron out, but it was definitely the biggest. And they and they're en route to if they fix a couple of small details. They're en route to making it the best cigar show ever. Don't you think? It was great. And it blows away a big smoke, but that's, you know. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's not hard to do. The, uh, today we're going to talk about um, big events that are coming up the rest of the year and things like that are coming up. But uh, certainly we talked to the folks at Rocky Mountain Festival. They'll do it They'll do it again next year, and we'll see what that's all about. Um, just before we lit up, we said... We'll talk about something. Let's light up for us. I forget what we were saying. I want I want I want Chuck to tell us, give us some predictions on what do you think is going to happen to the Patriots because the, the actual okay. season opener is a, a week from tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. So everybody's talking about it, thinking about it. What What are your predictions for what's going to happen this year? Just well, I'll, I'll preface with this. I mean, everyone that I talk to in the media around the team, there, there's a lot of pessimism with the Patriots. Believe it or not, not so much on the team side. I mean, they'll never admit that they're uh, that they're in trouble. But everyone's you know eight and eight. Nine and seven, pretty much an average 500 team for the most part. And as you guys know, I'm pretty much always the optimist. I mean, I, I yeah. try to look at things in the positive light, and that holds true with the Patriots. I, I'm high on these guys, man. I really think that the Patriots can go 14 and two, maybe 13 and three in a worst case scenario. I just think with their offense as explosive as it is. I mean, listen, anytime you have Tom Brady and Randy Moss on the field at the same time, throw in a Wes Welker. That's a tough offense to beat, and yep. I know that all the all the pessimism and the skepticism comes along the side of the defense and it being suspect, and uh, you know we've seen that in the preseason here. But I still believe that when you have an offense as potent as we've seen, they're still the top dog in the AFC East, and I still like them. I'm going to say 14 and two. Uh, wow, that's a, that's a heck of a schedule. Yeah. So who are the two losses? I, I think they're going to lose to the Jets in New York. Yeah. And I'm a little worried about going out to San Diego. But, you know, the other games, I know we're playing, you know, Minnesota and Green Bay and some other, you know, tough opponents, if you will. But uh, a lot of those games are at home at Gillette where it's very hard to beat the Patriots. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm just I, – I, I like our offense that much. And now Thursday coming up, we have the, uh, the Super Bowl reenacted. Yes, is that, correct? that is uh, sort of. We have the Super Bowl defending champion uh, New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. So uh, they Prediction? Ah, they're the champs, man. You got You got You got to stay with the champs. All right. You know, you're your top dog until you're not anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, All the, right. the, what you, you guys playing magazine picked the Patriots to win. We're flying up. That's the right. That's well, right. That's, so, so, that's the place to believe well, right there. They were, they were also high on Tory uh, Tory Holt, who is no longer with the Pats. So uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They must print these early, whatever. What do you guys think, I, Patriots? 
I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been paying attention as much as I used to. I'm a big male fan. Mm, Gerard Mayo. But I think that he needs a little bit of help. You know, I think, yeah. you know, losing Brewski hurts. Tons. I mean, so his leadership, his athleticism, everything. You're right. Yeah, leadership is really where it's at. I mean, you know, that's you need the leadership of the defensive line. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you just have big guys. Mayo can't do it on his own. Well, starting next week here on the Cigar Authority, not only will we the Cigar Authority, but not we because I don't know enough about it, but Chuck is going to give his pick every week. Okay, it's oh, going to be he? Saturday, and he's going to give out his Sunday pick. And it could be anything. It could be the Pats. It could be whatever. The over-under, whatever it is. Listen to this guy. He knows his stuff. <laughs> well, he's the inside track. He's, I mean, he knows you wouldn't the think in- on the Cigar Authority, but yes, on the Cigar Authority, you've got the inside track to the New England Patriots. He knows some stuff. He told me some sneaky <laughs> stuff. And, yeah. hey, by the way, so-and-so wasn't feeling good. La, 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 right. la, la. So uh, for you guys out there uh, doing some uh, legal, legal gambling, um, maybe flying out to uh, Vegas or something and buying a ticket to because we would, would be, never condone illegal gambling. No, legal gambling. If you end up doing right. it, uh, listen to Chuck Saturdays here on the Cigar Authority and maybe make yourself a few bucks. You know what? we got to keep track, though. We yeah, we're going to see, see how he does, see yeah. what his record is? Yeah. All right, that's official. So not only do we have to have him pick a game every week, but we're going to keep track and see how accurate he is. My objective is to have us become known as the authority, okay? <laughs> oh, just just the authority. Absolutely. On all things. On everything. Yeah. <laughs> on all things to do with men. There we go. Um, I'm liking this, by the way. We're smoking the Flor de Lorraine, which we've smoked before, but the Maduro just came out. Just came out. And, and so we're smoking it here for the first time, and I'm going to tell you, right off the bat, I'm not, I don't usually prefer this, but I prefer the Maduro over the natural. Well, the Maduro came because it was actually so many people asked for there to be a Maduro. The cigar really? hasn't, hasn't been out all that long, and uh, everybody was asking for a Maduro version of it. I expected it to be, you know, and I, we say that don't be afraid of Maduros because they're dark and they may be stronger. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean stronger. To me, it looked, it, it certainly, I, I didn't listen to myself, and I looked at it, and I said, oh, my God, it's going to be strong early in the day, but I'm going to do it anyway, and it's not at all. No, well, it's, it's flavorful. It's, yeah. it's, it's got tons of flavor. It's pleasant. It, it's strong in flavor. It's not strong in body. Right? It, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a hairline burn. It's, it's well-aged tobacco. You can tell on this. It's tasting good to me. It's early on. I'm just getting started. First time lighting it up. Really, right I, I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. So we got a lot of things going on. It's Labor Day weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. So Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend is like, you know, the last weekend for the beach. We got the Feast of the Three Saints. Okay, we, it's it's the last weekend before the before the Pats come out. We've got the Deutsche Bank Classic going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Tiger Woods Tiger just Woods. finished his second round, and I can tell you he came in six under for the day. That puts him five under. Yesterday he had a terrible round. Um. And uh, Snedeker is leading, I guess, right now. He's at the head of the leaderboard, but he's on the uh, – he's 11 under. He's 11 under through 15, through 15 today. Okay. So, so that's – I mean, that's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've ever been to the Deutsche Bank Classic. It's, nope. It's, um, it's, you know, it's really not con- uh, Boston, but they call it the Boston um, course. Yeah. And uh, it's down in the Foxborough area. I forget the town that it's in. Norton. That's it. It's Norton. It's, uh, but at any rate, they changed the course a little bit this year. It's gotten a little bit tougher. They changed two, which is a par five. They made it so that you can't really hit the driver off the tee anymore. And it's a long, I mean, par five over here, really, really long hole. Yeah. Tiger birdied that, which was amazing. So it's, he's, he's known for coming back. 
And yesterday everybody was all humdrum. I mean, he was—he's like 65 on the FedEx Cup points. Yeah. But you know, he's got a good shot of of actually coming back and and being a, a force to be reckoned with in this tournament this year. Well, we'll we'll see. This is the first time he actually came in uh, not a favorite, right? Yeah. No, not. Yeah. Not. He's. People are skeptical about after the divorce whether or not he's he's you know still going to have what it takes if he can if he can. Uh, stand above all of this stuff and be the great Tiger Woods that he once was. He hasn't shown us that yet, quite. Well, I'm sure the viewership will be huge, as it always is whenever he takes to the floor, no matter what, win, win lose, or draw. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people watching, and uh, obviously we're paying attention while it's going on it's here. It's huge. I've been down there before. You know who I ran into when I was down there? Steve Diossi. Okay. Yeah, I ran into St- I went down Cigar there smoker. like three, three, four years ago. Steve Diossi, obviously, ex-pro football player, uh, does, a, does a big show with Freddie Smurlis over yeah, here. Works at the other station. Works at the other station. Good guy, real cigar smoker. Ran into him there a couple of years ago, walking through from one hole to the next, trying to find Tiger. And he, he goes, hey, how you doing? What, what do you got there? And, he, he, you know, he doesn't know my name, but he, he recognizes me being a cigar smoker, having seen me so many times at uh, Cigar Masters and right. such, and said, you got an extra cigar? Here we go. <laughs> Steve Diossi walking around without a cigar. Good guy, though. Good. Good, good, good. So it is Labor Day. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day is actually Monday, one of my few days off this year. Looking yeah. forward to it. It's always the first Monday of September. means a lot. means the uh, the end of the summer, unfortunately. For us, it means... Um, Since you're a big beach guy. Well... <laughs> I got a stupid question for you guys. Yeah. Tommy said feast, uh, last feast of the three saints or something like that. Yes. What is that? That's oh, Saints here in Lawrence, Mass. Yeah. The, the feast of the three saints is a feast that's held every year. This is the 87th annual feast of the three saints. It's held every year in Lawrence. Labor, Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend. Okay. And there's a society called the Saint Alfio Society. Okay. A L F I O. Saint Alfio Society in Lawrence. It's basically a group of old scrubby Italians that put together this feast every year as their big fundraiser for Lawrence and to bring attention to Lawrence. And at that feast, they have, you know, the typical games and little rides and stuff like that. But they also have some musical acts and performances. Um, they have a, they have a, a, a big opening ceremony with, like, you know, um, confetti that's blown from the roofs of the of rooftops of the Main Street, Common Street. They paint Common Street so that it's not a yellow line. It's a, it's a striped um, uh, Italian flag line. Cool. And the, and the big thing, obviously, is Italian feast. It's food. Yeah. <laughs> and there are three Italians left in Lawrence, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all three Italians. Yeah. They all move to surrounding communities, but it's still Lawrence where it happens. So yeah. right there in Common Street between, like, Tripoli Bakery and across the street there is the Italian kitchen where Crispelli's. Crispelli's are the thing of the feast. Now, I love Crispelli's, which is basically a, a fried ball of dough. It's twice fried, hmm. but it's savory. It's typically savory, not sweet. Okay, and they either fill it with regatta cheese or put an anchovy or plain. Those are the those are the most common ways. And everybody goes to the feast to get their to get their uh, Crispelli. And there's a couple other places that make them, but the which are available all year round. That's that's the thing. <laughs> so do you want to go to the feast and wait two hours in line for your Crispelli? Right. Or do you want to go like two weeks before the Italian kitchen anytime, go see Peter Messina down there and get your Crispelli? I do that. <laughs> I get my We had our Crispelli a couple of weeks ago on the show. That was my fix for Crispelli. And I'm not going to bother to get a Crispelli. I will go to the feast, and I got to I gotta go see Donna Ramirez. She married a Ramirez, but she's Italian, and she makes homemade sausage. It's the best 
sausage I've ever had. And she's got a cart out there for us. She's got a stuff? she's got a stand that's typically in the parking lot of the church. Okay. They're at the end of Common Street. Uh, again, again, her name's Donna. She makes this homemade sausage. I even get I order it from her during the year when she makes it, like around Christmas and stuff. I order it from her directly. But she she's there and she's making these sausage sandwiches. And my wife, who doesn't eat sausage, says it's like the best sausage she's ever had. No kidding. It's unbelievable. You wouldn't eat it. It's pork. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Seeing uh, Hurricane Earl messed everything up yesterday, and, and they lost a lot of entertainment and things that were going to happen. You had somebody from American Idol who was going to be there and all that stuff. Maybe they'll roll into the, yeah. into today. Who knows? Ayla Brown from 2010 American Idol. I don't know where she finished, but she was supposed to be there. Now she's going to be there tonight. They changed the schedule. Um, it's the If you want to go online and find out what the schedule is for tonight, because, again, Ayla Brown will be there tonight instead of as she was going to be last night. It's um, the... The excuse me, three saints inc. dot org. Do you take your family? I do. My my daughters love it. I think your daughter's actually on the phone right now. Is she Quinn? Hi. Hey. <laughs> happy birthday, honey. Thank you. <laughs> we wanted to wish you happy birthday. Quinn is officially twelve as of yesterday. Wow. Congratulations, Quinn. How Thank are you, you feeling today in your first full day of being twelve? Um. Doesn't feel any different. No, no different. I no. want you to, you, Quinny, you know that we do this show that's called The Cigar Authority and, and Daddy Loves Cigars. Tell everybody what you said you wanted for your birthday yesterday when I took you out. Not a human. No smoking in the car. Oh! <laughs> my daughter, that's, the day. She doesn't, yeah, Daddy, it's my birthday. I don't want you to smoke in the car. And what did we do yesterday? Tell everybody. We went bowling at King's in Boston. Nice. And what did you think of that place? awesome actually i like it there nice and now uh, our listeners quinn they love food so what what do you want to tell them about the food we had there um we had like wings and it tasted like honey mustard and that was good yeah and we had pretzels and they like use alfredo sauce as the cheese really yeah. <laughs> see i, I trained her well they had alfredo sauce it was the cheese, cheese dipping sauce for the pr- homemade pretzels that were awesome but it wasn't that Velveeta crap stuff this was no it was real stuff right quinn yeah alfredo <laughs> sauce that's all not bad oh my god i love it yeah so quinn loved that and she had a great day we took her friend with us so Happy birthday, Quinn. All of our listeners, happy birthday to my oldest daughter, Quinn. She turned 12 yesterday. And next year is a teenager. <laughs> She's going to be good, though, right, Quinn? Yes, I'm going to be good. Good. I know, I know you well, sweetie. Right <laughs> All right. Now. You have a good day. I love you. I'll call you later. Okay. Bye, love honey. You too. Bye. Happy birthday. <laughs> no smoking in the car. Just for the day because uh, we're starting up again today. <laughs> oh, she's awesome. I got to tell you, I took her yesterday. We, we, we took one of her friends. We went to King's in, in Boston, like she was saying. Really great place. Because it's in Boston, it's not inexpensive. It's, you know, it's expensive day of bowling. Yeah. But I was, I was anticipating that the food was going to be crap. It was really good. I mean, it was really good. Bowling food. And, and they have a waitress service. So you're sitting there and you're bowling, and they don't give you a hard time. They bring the food right to you right at the alley, and you, and you sit there and you bowl and you have a, a manja. It's sports. And you're, and you're, play, and and you're, you're playing eating. sports. <laughs> yeah, I was playing uh, sports. <laughs> and at the end of the day, uh, a proud daddy, at the end of the day, Quinn came to me. I was having my cigar on the porch. She said, Daddy, thank you very much for making such a great birthday. 
What a great kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know she she's is. my kid, but I love her, and I think she's a great kid. So, at any rate, we're going to talk a lot more. It's Labor Day weekend. We, uh, we got a lot more to talk about in terms of the Deutsche Bank Classic. Lots of cigars to smoke. Lots to talk about in terms of the Colorado uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival we were at. And I want to talk about Belmont, California, the most restricted place in America right now. We'll talk about that, too. All right. We are the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603 Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire. That takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. 
No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. And we're back with the Cigar Authority, 617-237-1234. 617-237-1234. We are the Cigar Authority live in Seabrook, New Hampshire, at Two Guys Smoke Shop this week. It's Labor Day weekend. What do you say? That's uh, Hammer and Sickle Chick. That's Chuck's uh, girlfriend. Yes. Wow. Chuck, you're dating her now? Just don't tell the wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we've never met her or anything, but he's... Uh... Yeah, I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you were, you were getting down there, man. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a great song. Um, anyway, uh, it's Labor Day weekend, and we're smoking cigars here at the Cigar Authority, and we have um, a new cigar, Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. The cigar came out earlier this year as the natural version of it, and this is the first time we're trying. It just came in this week, the Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. Three different sizes, and they start at about $5, 5 to 7 uh, 579 to 749 The two sizes uh, we're smoking here is uh, 579 $5.79, and we were just saying this during the break, Dave, but we got to repeat it for our listeners. If you asked me three years ago if I would be smoking so much, so much great tobacco, so many great cigars under seven dollars, I would have said not a chance. And you're, you're crazy. Right. Uh, it's it's like, you know, everybody says, well, Tommy, you never say anything's bad. Well, it's not often I get to say something's bad because tobacco is so good right now. Right. I'm almost dying to tell you something sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it, this doesn't. Well, they're not rushing anything, and um, they, they understand where the economy's at and the things that are coming out. There's not a lot of expensive cigars coming out. Most of the stuff is coming in in the value end, which is the 5 to Almost $7. everybody gets this. Almost everybody. We have a few stragglers out there that don't quite understand this right now. Well, they're, they're European companies that, that uh, don't know uh, what the news is around here. Yeah, I say it to them. I'm talking about specifically about Davidoff. See, I, I can say that I'm not a retailer. Yeah. But Davidoff is continues to have price increases. Yeah. Now I used to smoke uh, the Grand Cru Number Two, which is a Corona style size cigar in the mid in their mid range. It's not even one of their super high end cigars. And right now it's close to thirteen dollars a stick. When I started Corona. smoking it, it was ten dollars a stick for a Corona. I mean, it's a small cigar. What are they crazy? Hey. Are they insane? And, and it certainly slowed down because of it. I'm, I, I got I to gotta imagine people aren't lighting the 10, 10 and $20 stuff up uh, as, as much as they used to. No, and, you know, supply and demand. I mean, supply and demand rules, and, and, and that's just the way the economy works, okay? And there's a lot of good tobacco out there. There's a lot of good cigars out there. The demand's a little bit lower because there's not as many dollars being expended or burnt right now, basically. Well, well their, their answer is, well, what are we going to do about it? It's been raised over the years and blah, blah, blah. Nick Perdomo figured out what to do about it. Yeah, lower the price. You can raise the price, which means you can lower the price. And imagine if they it said, does go both ways. How about a temporary price reduction? Temporary price reduction. The economy's tough. We understand in, in the United States right now. And for the next 12 months, the next nine months or something, we have a price reduction. 
absolutely. Why not? And a matter of fact, they're pickup smokers. Right. I mean, we, you know, because you have your Davidoff cabinet, you know, separate here in your store. Are people going to the Davidoff cabinet? Well, as we're, as we're talking right now, and there's somebody filling up on Davidoff. That's true. You know, that's well, interesting. You know, it, it, there's no doubt about it's a great product. There's no, no doubt it's, about it. No, it's, it's but, but it's not but, competing right now. It's no, overpriced. They, they're getting picked at more than they're getting purchased. Mm-hmm. You know, they, let me get a few Davidoffs, and, you know, I got a uh, buddy coming over for uh, right. Labor Day weekend. People aren't buying boxes anymore. Nah, it's not like it used to be. You know, and, and obviously, as, as a retailer, we want to sell that product. I mean, it's a high-end luxury product. You want to sell it. It's just the economy. It slowed down the past couple of years, and it's tough. And the new thing they came out with, Pure Dioro, I love the cigar. Yeah. It's priced awful high for the small size. Yeah, $16. Awfully it's, it's, high. You know, and we and we just came from the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, and among the people that I got to meet, I got to really sit down and talk to Abe Flores from El Pinar del Rio. Yes. Okay, who's a young guy. He's about uh, my age. He's actually a year or two younger. He went to college here at Merrimack College, so yeah. he's from the Dominican Republic, came to college here, worked for 9X, and said, no, I'm going back to the cigar industry. And he dropped the price. He's relatively new in the industry, came out with a 7 or $8 cigar and dropped the down to six and i smoked it we sat there before the show started uh that morning on sunday morning and he gave me the cigar and we sat and talked for a good 20 minutes really really nice guy like phenomenally nice down-to-earth guy and his cigar was amazing yeah i mean it was really really good i told him that i don't know if he knew how honest i was being because i think everybody says oh yeah your cigar is great i'll tell you the truth i mean hey, you don't like to hear it but his cigar is great. Yep, yep. And that's another one, six bucks. Yep, they're doing some great stuff. So you were there a total of 21 hours. Yeah, 21 how many, hours. How many cigars did you smoke in 21 hours? From oh. And, and you slept in between. Not much, but you slept. Yeah, I barely. That hotel, awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's see. 21 hours, I probably smoked. I'll be conservative and say 15 cigars. Yeah. In 21 hours. I was there for four days. It was crazy. How many cigars did you smoke, Dave? A lot. Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what the count was, but it was so much that the day I came home, I smoked zero. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, I'm taking a day off and just give give, uh, give it a rest. It, after a while, you just can't taste it anymore. No. That's, that's the problem. No. So that's what happens at trade shows and things like that. You want to you wanna be tasting cigars. I take the stuff back with me because I can't smoke 20 cigars in a day and be able to tell you what the 20th cigar tastes like. Right, right. Well, let's let's mention the show here for a second. A few things that I liked and some things that I would change, and I hope that my friends over there in Colorado are listening because I mean this genuinely to help them. First of all, it was it was a fantastic show. It was First one of the best shows ever. ever. No question about it. So nitpicking a show like that is kind of crazy. However, we are in the business of continuing to do good and, and deliver great service, and they are. Terry is. Sure. So they want to continue to make it better. My my comment on making it better, you got to have more than one kind of food. Okay. They had, it was like a barbecue-style sloppy joe sandwich. Yeah. And it was all you could eat. You could go up as many times as you want. They had that with coleslaw and baked beans. I saw somebody walking around with pizza, but I never saw it. It was right near our booth. There was someone, if you if you filled out a survey for the people who, who own the little Tipperillo or something, one of those products. Okay. If you filled out one of their surveys, they gave you a slice of pizza. 
Okay. Which was smart on their part because there was no other way to get anything else. But the, and that was the downside. I don't care if you even have different stands and you sell stuff, but when you have an event that's that big, you can't have one type of food. The best events I've been to that have thousands of people, because there was 2,000 people there, sure. have many stations of different kinds of food. So you have pizza over here, hot dogs over here, hamburgers over there, and charge for it. Charge for it if you want, or increase the ticket price, whatever you want to do. I do think that it was a great value. Oh, God. It was a $100 ticket price. You got like 20-something cigars. I lasted know seven hours. This was not a rush right. two-hour thing. And you got 10 drink tickets. Ten drinks. So you could get hundred dollars. Ten drinks, thirty cigars, uh, and that they, was alcoholic drinks, by the way. Yeah. You could bottled water stations were everywhere. You could get whatever you wanted for for bottled water all day. It, it was a great event. Yeah. I, I, you know, you could you pick on the food. Of, you know, it's not a food fest. No, but it, you got to have a seven-hour event, two thousand people. You got to have more than one kind of food. You got to have different kinds of food. You know, I, I got lucky there, and I didn't have to go to the bathroom. But what was the bathroom options? Oh, there was there was an outdoor. It wasn't that porta potty. It was an outdoor like building, separate building that was just a men's and a woman's room. Oh, really? And, and incidentally, they needed the woman's room. What amazed me is how many oh. women were there. You know, they had a ticket. They had a special. It was a hundred dollar ticket, I believe, to go to the show. Yeah. But there was a twenty-five dollar ticket. Brilliant idea to bring. Somebody with you, if you wanted your wife or something, who didn't smoke cigars. I th so brilliant she, idea. So she didn't get to get cigars if she didn't want to, but... Yeah, you could come... Because it was outdoors, it wasn't like, well, I don't like the smell of smoke, or I don't want to be around that. It was a great event. Yeah. It, and I'm going to... One more nitpicky thing. These are the only two things. And this isn't this isn't uh, a fault of anyone who ran the event. Terry, by the way, you and your family. Terry Gallagher, the whole Gallagher clan. Great, great family, great yeah. people. I, I was welcomed with open arms. We thought we were rock stars. I mean, right. they were that kind to us, but... At any rate, not Terry's issue, but uh, to their manufacturers, a lot of the manufacturers sent out reps and didn't send out the big wigs. Not all of them. Like Benji Menendez was there, for example, which sure. was great to see. Like I said, Abe, Abe Flores was there from El Pinar del Rio. Joe Cusano. Joe Cusano, Mike Cusano were there, although Mike's not there anymore. He still came because he's a great guy. Yeah. But Rocky Patel wasn't there. Lito Gomez wasn't there. Uh, Arthur Kemper was there from, from um, Nick Perdomo. But Nick didn't show up. Yeah, I heard a rumor about Rocky Patel while I was there. Which Rocky is? Rocky Patel wasn't there because he was hospitalized for exhaustion. I believe it. Knowing Rocky, that makes sense. It could happen. That makes sense. So I didn't know, you know, I, I, I was saying the same thing, that, you know, there should have been some main people, 2,000 people to show up. You know, we, we go in that week. Is there a, go there. There's not a bigger event with, with customers, with retail customers in the country. Yeah. Right? It was awesome. There's, the big smoke's a few hundred. No, it's up there. Is it a thousand? It, it, yeah, I'm, I'd say it's a thousand. Anyway. Well, the room we were in in New York couldn't have held more than like five, six hundred, because yeah. it was two seatings though. This was a couple thousand people, seven hours outdoors. The weather was spectacular, and I'll tell you, nobody went home. Right, everybody stayed all day, and, and it, nobody was congested, and there was seating Plenty areas of all over to the place. Sit at, at a table, and and bands going on. There was, there was uh, friends from Brennan's that got up on stage. Jeff Brennan got up on stage. He was there last year. Met a girl. Really? This year he went on stage and proposed marriage to her. Did he really? I missed that. There was a lot of That's stuff going awesome. on. That's awesome. There was a lot of stuff going on. So all in all, 
great cigar event. I will absolutely go again. I can't wait to go again. Yeah, next year. And uh, those that are listening on and saying you want to hear more more of this on September 18th, Saturday, September 18th, the whole show that we did live from there, which is pretty damn good in my opinion. I thought it was a great show. I thought we it was inter- too. We interviewed a lot of people and had a great time. That's the, We're going to air it that week, so we won't be uh, live. It'll be uh, that show from Colorado, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, yeah. Saturday, September 18th. So you tune in then, and uh, you'll end up here. And it'll be on the podcast also and available every other way that you can get the Cigar Authority. So we're smoking Fleur de Lorraine in the first half of the show today and the Maduro version, which just came out. We smoked the natural version, I don't know, maybe a month ago here on the show. And uh, I got another comment for it. It's smoking kind of quick. Well, how, how deep are we? We lit this thing up about five past. You got 35 minutes into it. You took in the taking the wrapper. Right. You're smoking a robusto. How how much you want from this? Oh, well, how much I'm you not, want for this five dollars? You got 35 I'm minutes. I'm not complaining. It's just, you know, it is smoking a little quick. A little quick. You know, I'm going to say you're going to get about 45 minutes out of a Robusto yeah. for $5. That's what you should get. You're right. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong, but you're saying I'm wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so not not too quick, but it's I'm going through it. I, maybe it's because uh, yeah, smoke I the, like it. Smoke so much. the six and a quarter by sixty. Yeah, I that'll, bet you that that'll take you all day. <laughs> It's a great cigar. I love the taste of it, uh, taste-wise. What do we think it tastes like? It's a little bit dark. Chuck, not too heavy for you. No, this is perfect. Yeah. I like this a lot. Yeah, this is a good stick. Taste, taste a little bit. Uh, tastes like it looks. Tastes like it looks. Tastes like it looks. This cigar is very, very familiar to you yeah. when you look at can I, it. Can I say it? Go ahead. It, it looks like. <laughs> it's, it's a, it, it looks exactly like a Gloria Cubana Series R. And it tastes like it. Tastes exactly like a Gloria Cabana. It's only a couple dollars cheaper, and uh, I'd say the wrapper's more beautiful, and, and it's oh, burning I'd better. Prefer, and I'd absolutely prefer to smoke this over that. It's a much uh, slower, um, it's a much smaller production cigar, so obviously they can do it slow. And, and, yeah, yeah. And that that is a big factor. In anything, we were just talking sandwich shops with Terry here. At, we're at the Seabrook store today, and he was talking about Moe's Sandwich Shops. Which is right down the street. Right down the street, and they have several locations, Durham, Portsmouth, Seabrook, several locations. He says if you go to any of the stores, the sandwiches taste exactly the same. And I mentioned that is so difficult to do. Right. It's so difficult to have, like McDonald's does or Moe's or whoever, yeah. many different locations and have your product be consistent from location to location. South Pizza, for example. Yes. Okay, The pizza's the same everywhere you go. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to do. When you boost up production, you're making many more cigars, millions of cigars. It's harder to keep the, the quality at a certain level. You know, you can make me- mediocre hamburgers. We're going to call a McDonald's hamburger mediocre. It's not and the greatest you've ever had. Not even. And you can make lots of mediocre. You can repeat that. To make an absolute, the, the best whatever it is you ever had, yeah. and to try to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, obviously something's going to get messed up. Yeah. Like you can't make the best anything and repeat it over and over. No. Once the thing has hit a chain, it has it dropped somewhat in quality. Yeah. There's, no, there's no doubt about hey, it. Look, I make uh, marinara. Every year, We do. I do this thing for the uh, uh, senior center in Methuen, where we make marinara and meatballs for like 400 people. And I and, uh, Man Orchards lets me use their kettle cookers, which is a huge you know, floor-standing pot, basically, okay? The sauce isn't quite the same. Now, I don't get any complaints. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, hey, come on. It's right. me. But, uh, but to me, 
like my wife would say, well, it's, it's all right. It's not as good as normally is. Yeah. As soon as I go over a certain quantity, it's almost impossible to keep the quality the same. And it's not because I use any different ingredients. I use the exact same ingredients. It comes down to the methodology, the way it's cooked. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting very hungry talking. We're talking a lot of food I here. got a little food for us what today. Do we, what do we have? I, am I going to live out of the bag already? All right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I made an Asian beef stew. Asian beef. So that would be like um, Kung Pao beef? No. Soup? Think beef stew, but with Asian flavor. So five spice powder and soy. Mushroom beef chai and, and sesame oil. Yes. Think beef mushroom chow yolk. Okay. With a little bit more five spice powder. And the, there is shiitake mushrooms in there and but potato. And with, this instead of rice. It, it, no, sure. there's rice too with it. I made I made Two a starches. I made you're a, talking my game here. <laughs> now you're talking my game. I did make some sushi rice to go with it, but uh, this 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 idea came from Ming Tsai. Ming Tsai is um, a TV chef. Uh, he was on Food Network. He was on Channel Two as well. He has a restaurant in Wellesley called Blue Ginger. He's a famous chef here in the New England area. And uh, on one of his shows, he was talking about growing up as a kid, and one of the things his mom used to make is this kind of Asian beef stew. Now, I didn't use exactly his recipe. It's a spin on that, but okay. um, it's fantastic. Right, I'm looking forward to it because yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We've moved the hour of the show. It used to be on from 10 to 12, and I could hold off. But yeah. now it starts at 12. I haven't had lunch yet. And I, if you look at me, you know I haven't missed many meals. We don't miss And lunch. it's getting close. No. We don't. We don't typically miss lunch. We're gonna. We're gonna fatten Chuck up. I promise. I love it. Yeah, Chuck's Chuck's thin guy. That's why he's not on camera. <laughs> We've got the wide-angle lens for us. He may be on camera next week. Next week, you're not gonna be here. No, I'm flying I'm solo. Open. I'm gonna fly fly solo. You're gonna have a great time, I'm sure. Oh, but uh, always. I'm flying solo, uh, not completely solo, because Chuck's here, and uh, we'll have uh, some guests on, and we'll get through it. Maybe we can arrange for me to call in for a call minute. In. Call, call in, call in, man. Especially when I'm hurt and I don't know what to say anyway. <laughs> By the way, we can hope for guests to call, or we can hope for for listeners to give us a call. Yeah. We have a phone number, yeah. 617-237-1234. I'm going to say it again, 617-237-1234. If you want to talk about what you're smoking, if you want to ask some questions, we have the answers. We have the answers to everything, by the way. So <laughs> right. Everything cigars at any rate. Yeah, any answer. I'll give you the answer. Right? Not necessarily the right answer, but we'll give you an answer one way or the other. So, uh, But we'll get to it next week without you, and then we'll come back. Do we come back? No. The next following week is... Um, it's, that's going to be the Colorado show. You're off for a couple weeks? Yeah, well, yeah. Isn't that nice? I haven't had a Saturday off since uh, the beginning of April. Wow. So there you go. You're going to get two off in a row. Unbelievable. Gonna... And I'm going to be at the Tucker Open next week, which is 24 guys at Andy Tucker's place up in Moultonboro, New Hampshire, golfing for two days straight and eating as much as we possibly can. And there might be a little alcohol involved. Might be alcohol. A little alcohol. <laughs> They're going to be trash. They're going to go through lots and lots of Padroni and Avasari. Oh, yeah. Because that's basically all, all they smoke. All Andy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be nuts. And as a matter of fact, I ordered the steaks already because on uh, the signature Saturday night, we have a huge steak dinner. And the guy who loses the tournament, the, t- the twosome, it's played in twosomes, the twosomes that, lo- that loses the tournament has to clean the dishes. Nice. I've heard this. This is what we do. That's awesome. Okay, I'm, I've heard that. I'm kind of a newbie. Dandy's been running this for years. I've been going the last couple of years. Are you a good golfer, Tommy? I'm, I'm not a good golfer, but in this group, I'm a good golfer. I got you. <laughs>
<laughs> Some of these guys show up with the woods that are actually made of wood. I think Fred Flintstone has, has more, technologically more advanced clubs than some of these guys. The question is going to be, who is the best golfer wasted? That's, <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. That, yeah. Now we're making sense. <laughs> and, that, and that's going to be the handicap. You know, right. How much right. did you drink? Yeah. Uh, Andy, if you're, <laughs> Andy, if you're listening, please call us. Tell us about the history of this tournament. 617-237-1234. Again, it's 617-237-1234. And uh, okay. Floor, the Floor de Lorraine, Maduro. I got the uh, band off it. I'm smoking it down to the nub. No harshness. To none, uh, none at all. No bitterness. No harshness. This is a good cigar. How, how does this cigar rank? Is this considered mild, medium, heavy? Medium. Okay. Medium plus. Yeah. I like this a lot. Medium plus. And I don't know what to expect on the next cigar we're going to have. But uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of things that this cigar is is like. And obviously, it's very much like the La Gloria Cabana Serie R. But do you think it's like the Ashton Maduro? It's heavier. If you smoke the Ashton Maduro, I would definitely pull this out and try it. How about Chateau Real Maduro? They don't make it anymore. But, again, heavier than that. It is a little heavier than that. I'm just trying to think of for our listeners a couple cigars. It's, it's a little bit of pepper. There's a little bit of spice. There's a little bit of sweetness. Nothing's overpowering None at all. all. Very well balanced. Well balanced. Very well balanced. Very if well you're balanced. looking for well balanced, there it is. And I've had the natural many, many times, and I'm liking this. And I I'm, prefer I'm, the Maduro. And I'm typically a natural guy, but I'm liking the Maduro I myself. I am, too. I prefer the Maduro in this particular cigar, though. And that's a great point, too, because... People say, well, I like to – someone said this. I don't remember where we were. We, yes, we were at the show, and someone said, well, I like to typically smoke um, Robustos, but sometimes I'll have a Torpedo. You know what I wanted to – I wanted to slap the guy. You don't know anything about cigars. And we have a caller. We do. I think we have Rudy on the line. Rudy. Rudy. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, listen um – I'm, I'm smoking a CAO Brasilia right now. Nice. This is a nice dog cigar. Beautiful. Um, but, hey, let's uh, let's talk about this Macanoodle thing for a second. I thought this was you. Rudy <laughs> had something to say to me on Facebook, and um, he didn't like us. Uh, and I don't remember me. It was probably you, Tom. Oh, I probably really <laughs> beat it up. <laughs> Beating up Macanudo. Yeah. And, um, you know, my point to, to, to Rudy is that, uh, hey, our taste is our taste, and we're going to tell you the truth. But, Rudy, you obviously like Macanudo. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even your opinion on the cigar line that that I had an issue with. It was it was more the insinuation that anybody who smokes Macanudo uh, probably doesn't know what they're talking about. Man, it's obviously there's there's about 27 million of you that that right. love Macanudo. It, it is no doubt the number one selling cigar, but. Um, I'm going to tell you, flavor-wise, there's not a lot happening with that cigar. It, it reminds me, the, the best analogy, and I, I say the analogy over and over, is Macanudo is the white bread of cigars. Yeah. Or it is, and there's nothing wrong with saying it's the Budweiser of cigars. Budweiser right. sells more of anything or Miller Lite. And there's just, 
it's the majority of people that do it. Believe me, I look at his Macanudo as something people start off with and then graduate into other cigars. I believe it so much. I believe even the folks at Macanudo believe it because they continue to have other products because I think they They're think, trying to keep their smokers. Right. I think they end up losing their smokers to other brands as it goes on because a, a cigar smoker looks for more as they're getting going on. And a regular Macanudo Cafe, there's no more to it. That's it. Once you've smoked it for a while and you go to something else, you don't see a lot of people going back to Macanudo. What's your, I want to hear what your input is on it, Rudy. Give us your, this well, is your opportunity. Listen, I'll, to... I'll tell you what. Uh, I've only smoked one Macanudo. So it's like I said, it's, it's not like I'm terribly loyal to the line. I mean, I've been smoking cigars for 15 years. This is the first year that I've ever tried one. And I think it was a Macanudo Gold, but it could have been a Hyde Park. In either case, um, I actually really like the taste of it. But it's, it's like I said, you know, I don't even smoke Dominicans normally. Normally I smoke Nicaraguans. I smoke Hondurans. You know, one of my go-to cigars is Don Tomas. Um, I also really like the Honduran line of, the, of Punch. Um, How long have you been I, smoking Don Tomas? Oh, oh, wow. Don Tomas, probably most of those 15 years, to tell you the truth. Do you uh, think it stayed the same? Though. Do you think it stayed yeah. the same over the 15? I'll tell you, the manufacturing has changed dramatically over the last 15 years many times. Really? That's a fact. That's interesting, yeah, because the reason it's a go-to for me is because I always have the same very pleasant experience with it. Well, that, there's nothing. No, on a Don Tomas, there's nothing to hate about it at all. No, but in terms of consistency for a product that it really intrigues me, because you say that you've smoked it so much and, and you like that, it's not been a consistent product in terms of the manufacturing. I'm, I can't tell you for sure about the taste because I don't smoke them as often as you do. I haven't had one in quite a few years, as a matter of fact. And part of the reason for that is because I know, you know, having the inside scoop, so to speak, that it's not manufactured consistently from one place to the next and not sold consistently so I, I don't I don't tend to smoke it again I don't say it's a bad cigar it's just yeah I, I'd say it's say it stayed the same the past five years or so it's, but it's before that it was different it was a different company that owned it yeah it, it was sold out to uh, general cigar yeah. it was um, oh, who was it and uh, that's one of those brands that really kind of died in the retailer and and was I, I'm gonna use this word but please don't take it as an insult hoard out by the by just the uh, catalog companies that's what that brand right. did right. No, that, that's fair. And I mean, to, to tell you the truth, actually, I mean, I, I live in Canada. It is very difficult to get a cigar store to stock a, a good, diverse, uh, I guess, Nicaraguan or Honduran catalog. It's, you know, it's impossible not to get Cubans. And for Cubans, you got to pay thirty dollars. So, yeah. you know, if I'm if I'm smoking if I'm smoking something that's not Cuban, uh, and that's not you know a three dollar cigar that's terrible from Cuba, um, I, I you know it it's. It has to be Don Tomas or, you know, maybe a Hoya de Nicaragua or something like that. But now, that now, that one's one of the better ones I, I think you've mentioned thus now far. Now, imagine going from a Hoya de Nicaragua going to a Macanudo at that point. To total <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, oh, my God. It couldn't be further from, from one extreme to yeah. the other. There's the two extremes in the world. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. You're out, you're out in Canada. Have you tried the new Cohiba B hike yet? Oh, there's, there's no way. I, I mean... I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a blue collar guy. There's no way I would spend that much money on a cigar ever. Good for you. That's a hundred dollar cigar. Folks. I applaud. I wow. applaud you and for you that, shouldn't. Rudy. You know what? You shouldn't. 
And because if I, w I was around during the cigar boom that happened in the early 90s, and the, the problem that ended up happening is cigars came out at high prices. Um, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, a, a Fuente that they, at the time was $1.35, and, mm -hmm. and Gloria Cubana was $1.35. All of a sudden, these $10 cigars came out, and the problem was people bought them. And when people yeah. bought them, Everybody started boosting their price. It was a free-for-all. And when, when I saw this uh, Cohiba Beehive come out, I got a little scared that the, if this thing ends up taking off, and it's getting a lot of press. I, I actually smoked a cigar. Somebody gifted one to me, and I smoked it. And it was a nice $10, $12 cigar, but it was $100. Right. Yeah. And, no, uh, I mean, I'll tell you yeah. what. That's, that's cigar that's uh, – I hate to say it, but it's a cigar that – that really, for the most part, will be reserved for people who are more affluent or, you know, who regularly stock Cubans and, and who have, you know, diverse investment portfolios and can can spend a lot of money on cigars. But, you know, if, if you're talking super premium Cubans up here, the, the Monte Cristo Open Eagle is a, a great, great Cuban. And it's, you know, I've smoked one, but it's a great quality cigar. And I've heard nothing but good things about that one, too. And up here, it's like a $20 cigar so that's not too bad you know what i like rudy and and uh, i want our listeners down here in, in particularly in the united states and in new england to hear this but you have you're a real cigar smoker you've been smoking for 15 years you obviously know what you're talking about and i applaud you for not paying those prices but you're not seeking out cubans and we right. try and tell this to our smokers out here in the u.s Guys, Cubans aren't that great, and they're not worth the money. And you're you're confirming that. You're a regular guy, like you said, a blue collar cigar smoker, right? That's and you're right, telling yeah. me you'd rather smoke Honduran and Nicaraguan stuff. And there are cheap Cuban cigars. There are. And he said, you said it. I'm going to quote you: three dollar, not so good Cuban. Would did you call it crap? I, I what'd you call uh, it? Well, I mean, I I don't I don't want to make the mistake of of spitting on somebody else's taste. But, uh, you know, the $3 Cubans that I've bought up here are terrible. Yeah. What's, what's a Guantanamera go for? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a lower price, you know, 3 to $6 Cuban or something yeah. like that. No, that, uh, that is awful. No. Yeah, no. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's like I said on the page, Dave. Uh, you know, I listen to, to the show every single week for your, for your opinions. Uh, so I wasn't trying to, to cast aspersions on you guys freely providing your opinions. It was just that kind of insinuation that I I didn't dig on too much. So that that's what the comment was about, and I wanted to make sure that you know that was clear. Yep. Well, I, I appreciate it, Rudy. I'm sure you did. Yeah, Dave, yeah. I, I, I was I was going to get to it. Believe me, if you didn't call, I was going to bring it up. I have um, there's a new uh, Macanudo uh, coming out, and it'll be interesting um, to to uh, talk about it. But um, and I stand by what I said though, because uh, yeah, right. I have I have um, th this new Macanudo called Crew Royale, and um, what they're saying themselves is um, that the um, American market for cigars is is in the middle um, middle range as far as flavor, and that's why they're coming out with a different different uh, Macanudo with more strength to it. The truth is, they do mild cigars, obviously better than anybody else. They sell more, their customer. But the the question is that um, if a new Ferrari came out and it was a station wagon. Would anybody ever buy it? And the question is no, because it simply well, doesn't work. I mean, if you, say, you say that, 
Dave, but look at that uh, the Porsche, that one Porsche model. What, what's it called again? Uh, the Cayenne or something like that? The Cayenne's the SUV. Is that the one you mean? Yeah, it's, you mean like the, a, it's like a mini SUV or something like that. It's um, Yeah, they, well, they make one SUV. It's called the Cayenne. They just came out with the Panorama, which is a four-door vehicle. Amazing that I know this stuff. Yeah. And they make the, they make the, uh, the 911 and the smaller 911, which is the Cayman. Yeah. Those are their four okay. four vehicles. Well, the premium, yeah, it, you know, C- Cadillac came out with the SUV, and so did Lexus, and all the the SUV thing ends up working, but it's not gonna, it, yeah, it's not going to work on on a station wagon. Well, the, the, and the, but the guys, the authority on, on on cars, to your point, okay, are the guys from Top Gear. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. No, and, I haven't. And, well, they don't. They don't like the Cayenne, basically. They, they, okay. You know, you can't make a sports car an SUV, is what they've said. Well, and it, 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 it's not going to work. It's not going to be the the biggest seller by any means. And a full-bodied right. or or even a medium-bodied Macanudo, in my opinion, isn't going to work because it hasn't worked before. Macanudo Robust, Macanudo Maduro. They've come out with it. They've tried this thing over and over. And here comes the next one. I say it doesn't work because the Macanudo smoker is looking for the very, very mild, almost tasteless. Yeah, and we've got to go to break, Rudy. I appreciate the call. Um, All right. Stay on the line. Rudy, stay on the line. I'm, we're going to take okay. your number down anyway. I know we have issues trying to sell to Canada, but I want to try to get one of these cigars to you one way or the other, which is the uh, Arturo Fuente Don Carlos 75th birthday. You can't buy this cigar anywhere. It was a gift to me from Don Carlos himself. I want to see if I can get one of these to you somehow. Right. All right, so stay on I'd the line, Rudy. Thank you. We're going to go to break. We are the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven! Cigar Authority, and we are back. Born in the USA, Labor Day weekend here in Seabrook, New Hampshire. 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234, and you can be listening to us on many, many stations, along with the CigarAuthority.com. Let's say hi to our friends out there. Yeah, WWZN 1510, The Zone in Boston, our flagship. 
along with WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua, New Hampshire, and WGHM 900 The Game in Manchester, New Hampshire. As always, you can catch us on thecigarauthority.com, ustream.tv, and we're podcasted on podbean.com as well. And that's for you to get it anytime and listen at your leisure. All our old shows are up there, so if you want to hear us talking about negativity of Macanudo from last week, you know, by we- all means, you can hear exactly what we said. I'll stand behind what I said. Absolutely, I stand but- behind what I said. Rudy, though, I really, really appreciate your call. I love the fact that you had the gall to call us. I love what I heard, but um, in, in the nicest way possible, I think that continuing to listen to our show would not be a bad thing. And let me just explain this really briefly. On the Cigar Authority, I am not in the cigar business. I am just a cigar lover, and I happen to really know a lot about cigars because of Dave, and I've been around for a long time, been smoking cigars for 12 years, so not quite as long as you. That Saying that, I am in the cigar business, and I sell lots of cigars, and I want to thank Macanudo for my first home right. that they paid for right. because we but sell I, more Macanudo than anything else. And I, But I have no ulterior motive, and I don't get paid to do this show, although I'm happy to do it, Okay. And so if I tell you something, and, I, and we've had the privilege to, to go around, and again, I know half these guys in the cigar business, we really know, you know what we're talking about. The Don Tomas stuff, not a consistent product. Just the, It's an absolute fact. I'm sorry it is. Macanudo is white bread to cigars. It's, no, it's not an insult. It's, it's, consistently, start. it's consistently the same yeah, it's as cons- it's supposed to be as McDonald's hamburgers. Don Tomas isn't, by the way. Yeah. But Macanudo is consistently the same, and it's consistently a very mild, tasteless, Sorry, tasteless cigar. It is the Budweiser cigars. I, again, I don't mean it's an insult. It is a, a, a way for people to start, but it's the place where you start and then you and you progress on. So, do you not know anything if you smoke Macanudo cigars? If you smoke them all the time consistently, time to branch out. But I'd say that about you smoking anything consistently. Right, right. You, you, the, the whole great thing about cigars is to try different things. And let me tell you, there's some um, diamonds in the rough out there. This this. Uh, Little brands of cigars, as there is little brands of, of beer. Right. You if know, you, if you t- if you tell me that you smoke c- c- uh, cigars, okay, and you all the time consistently smoke Davidoff or Ashton, for example, I call you a cigar smoker. You say that you smoke c- cigars every day, and you smoke um, Macanudo or, for example, any uh, machine-made product like El Producto. Uh, El Producto. I don't consider you a cigar smoker. Well, you, you, you smoke cigars, but you, you're certainly not an aficionado or right. a connoisseur right. of cigars because you're, you're just smoking the same thing. As a Marlboro cigarette smoker would smoke nothing but... But if you well, smoke the same thing all the time and it was a Davidoff, you're a cigar smoker in my book. You're a foodie. I mean, if you ate at the same restaurant and ate the same food and you always go for the veal parmesan every single time, do you know your Italian food? No, you don't. Yeah, right. No, you don't. But if you smoke, if you if you have also buco all the time, you know your food. Well, you know, it's I don't know. It's it's you just don't you know the whole thing is to try these different things and we, it is. we don't smoke the same. And he cigar. does. Rudy does smoke different things. Yeah. And I applaud him for smoking different things. I applaud him for his recognition of loving Honduran and Nicaraguan product. We tell you that we think that's where the best tobacco is coming out of Nicaragua right now. I also applaud you for recognizing that Cuban tobacco isn't all that great and it's not worth spending huge money for some of those sticks. So Rudy, I think that you're definitely on the right path. But um, you know. 
continue to try and learn more out there. Watch our show like you do, and I love you for it. But at the same time, please go out there and seek out the information. The Don Tomas stuff, again, perfect example of a cigar that's just not produced in a consistent manner, consistent production in the same factories. And, and that's not a good thing, ultimately, for us as cigar smokers. Okay, before we get on to our next cigar, I want a little bite of this. What do we got going on here? I made us Asian stew. Again, this idea came from Ming Tsai, who's a famous chef, um, having done um, food television on both the Food Network and also on PBS. Mm-hmm. And he has a very famous restaurant here in the Boston area in Wellesley. It's called Blue Ginger. I would highly recommend you go, but go with an open palate, with an open mind, like a foodie, like we were just talking about. You can't go saying, I, well, I want to go there and I'm going to have chicken wings and egg rolls. Yeah. <laughs> you go there ready to let the chef take you on a food experience, and you're going to have a great one. And so this recipe comes from that. It's flavored. Uh, I can put up the recipe if people want to ask for it on Facebook. I'll send it to you. But it's flavored predominantly with five-spice powder and soy sauce. Um, and it's made with beef, shiitake mushrooms, and potatoes. And it's a fantastic It's stew. It's, you know, it's comfort food, but, but it's got that Asian flair. It does. It's good. I love the spice on it. Isn't that nice? Isn't that great? Very different. Did, Never had anything taste like this. I'll tell this. you how I did this. I did this for wine tasting. I did this for wine tasting uh, at our friends at Wine Connection in North Andover. By the way, great place. Go down there and tell them Tommy Grella sent you. Ask for uh, Sam uh, Messina, who's the proprietor and owner. He's a great guy. But I've done wine tastings for him. And he and when you do a wine tasting, when you have over there 100 different wines to taste, the challenge is to make different foods that are going to bring out different flavors. Not everybody's going to have a big steak and want a Cabernet to go with it. So this... Uh, a spicy Asian dish, and this isn't that spicy but because uh, it's made for everybody, but a spicy Asian dish goes great with, like, a Gewürztraminer or an Alsatian, you know, white or a Riesling. Okay, those are great. And, and so when you're tasting those wines, you want to have a food that's going to complement it, and that's why the dish came about. It's good. It's very different. And uh, hopefully the cigar we're about to smoke is going to be yeah, very different. Yeah, can we please? I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. I got a uh, little package in the mail two days ago. And it was from CAF, that's Carlos A. Fuente. This is the father, Carlos Fuente. The brand is Don Carlos, Toro Fuente Don Carlos. This is his cigar. And it says, Dear Dave, I recently celebrated my 75th birthday. To commemorate this occasion, I made a few special cigars to share with my friends and family. These cigars are my Don Carlos Robusto Personal Reserve. My son, Carlito, my daughter, Cynthia, and the entire Fuente family would like to share these cigars with you. We truly appreciate your friendship and being part of our family. I hope you enjoy my Don Carlos 75th cigars as much as I do. All the best. Carlos A. Fuente. Very, very nice. Got it in the mail. Have not smoked it yet. And I said, okay. It's a Don Carlos. It looks like a Cameroon. It probably is a Cameroon. And Arturo Fuente is known for, and this aggravates me a little bit as a cigar smoker, to be quite honest, but they're known for having um, some very, very exclusive products, products that are very, very difficult to get, like Opus X, but even more so, the Forbidden X, or Between the Lines, or a work of art. They, they, they make all these different cigars that are very, very difficult to get. This is impossible to get. You can't buy it. Right. This so is, I couldn't even buy it. It was a gift. I guarantee we're going to have 
Fuente guys coming out of the woodwork because Fuente has the big, the biggest fan base, so to speak. They do. They have the uh, um, a blog out there, or is that what it's called? The blog? The cigar Family. It's cigar the biggest family. cigar blog out there. Cigarfamily.com. And you go on there, and everybody talks about cigars all the time. Be careful what you say on there. I've made the mistake myself. Yeah, you, you, Rudy, you were making comments about us kind of bastardizing Macanudo. And, again, I'm sorry because we love having you as a listener. But um, if you're on the Cigar Family site and you say anything bad about anything Cuban or anything made by Fuente, be prepared to be completely shellacked with um, with negativity and people threatening to kill you and your loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's not far from the truth right Yeah, they, they really just are very opinionated on Cuban, and Arturo Fuente is the best tobacco out there. And um, I couldn't disagree more. I really couldn't. Well, this is... And I'm not saying Arturo Fuentes are bad. I, I like Arturo Fuente products, but there are other great products, too, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. This is... Uh, looks to me... There's no information on the cigar at all. So so we don't know exactly what it is, but Don Carlos is normally a Cameroon. Looking at the wrapper over it here... Looks Cameroon, it tastes Cameroon. Yeah, it's, it's got that dry look to it. It's uh, a light brown. Yep. Very thin um, leaf to begin with. It's. Um, I'm tasting a pre-lit. Um, what are you getting? I got wood. I got that five spice <laughs> from from what I just ate. I got to get past that. Hold on, I'm gonna swish some water around in my mouth because I want to do this right. This will be uh, probably the first and only time I'll smoke this. This is good. Okay. You gotta imagine it's something special, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's his cigar made for him on his 75th birthday. And Rudy, by the way, we're trying to get you a couple for the, for that call-in. The pro yeah, we're gonna try to get it to you. But Rudy, the problem is Canada shipping cigars into Canada. It's tough, tough, tough to get it out of the country, and you gotta pay all kinds of duty on it and stuff. What uh, is duty? Duty. Duty. What is duty anyway? <laughs> duty free. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's what it is. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's give us the number because I'd love to hear from somebody else out there, like a Rudy. Six one seven two three seven one two three four. Again, that's six one seven two three seven one two three four. Tell us what you're smoking. Tell us you think we're full of it. Tell us. Uh, what you like or what you don't like, or ask us a question. We'll be happy to talk to you about cigars. We love it. Yep. Okay, firing this up. This is um, packed. This is, yeah, this is packed tight. This is very well made. As you would expect, Fuente makes good cigars. They, um, they, they go with the premise that, you know, they can certainly make a lot more cigars. They're one of the biggest cigar makers that are out there anyway, but they, they, um, They've always been a little less on the supply than the demand. Yeah. So we could certainly sell more 858s, which is a, a very popular, very popular, moderately priced uh, Fuente, Fuente cigar. Yeah. One of my favorites. You have um, the short story. Which is was a, a short Perfecto cigar that they came out with years ago. That cigar is another moderately priced cigar. Something so small you would think um, it's going to not last very long or something. They last about 45 minutes. Yeah, as small no, as they that definitely is. do. Yeah. They're, by the way, instantly heavy in the nose. Instantly heavy in the nose. 
boy, it's heavier than I thought it was going to be. I was I was looking for that sweet Cameroon taste. No, it's There's a little strength. bit of it, but it's it's more like that. Remember when um, Mike Usano came out with the killer Cameroon? Oh. It was more full-bodied, and you kind of lost the, the Cameroon taste to it. I'm not losing the Cameroon taste, though. As a matter of fact, I'll make a good statement. I think Fuente does Cameroon consistently better than anybody. Now, let me qualify that statement. I've had better Cameroon, but not consistently better Cameroon. Right. Everyone. They do Cameroon. It's always consistently this way, It's and it's always consistently good. I wouldn't say it's always consistently a 10. It's always consistently like an 8.5 or a 9, but it's consistent. It's always the same, and their production over 20 million cigars, that's incredibly difficult to do. Cameroon's one of the most expensive Leafs out there, and it's one of the hardest to work with because it's so thin and so brittle. It's just a nightmare from a production standpoint. And yet, Fuente does that extremely well. Like I said, extremely consistent. Well, they've been dealing with Cameroon. You know, it was the J.C. Newman people who, J.C. Newman, it, mm -hmm. um, uh, Fuente Newman is the company that distributes it, and um, they are the the uh, Fuente Newman people are the inventors. Um, of the first people to bring Cameroon to right. the United States. So they've been doing it longer than anybody could be because they're the first people to do it. Now, so. cig cigar uh, buyers, okay, excuse me, tobacco buyers, okay, in, in, in the tobacco world, they're used to being in the armpits of the universe, all right, being in, you know, the, the, the valleys in Jalapa Valley in Nicaragua or being in Esteli and, you know, being in these very remote places with not a lot of creature comforts. And these people who are, I would consider to be some of the best world travelers that I know, people like Steve Sacco, will tell you, do not go to Cameroon, Africa. Right. I mean... Honduras, you think is Honduras is bad? Cameroon is just miserable, very, very dangerous, no creature comforts. So you really have to love tobacco to go to Cameroon and establish these relationships to, to get this kind of product. And that's what Fuente does. Wow, this is heavy. You it's strong. You light this up? Yeah, I lit it up, David. It's it, you know, it's heavy all the way around. This is a heavy cigar for Chuck. Right. <laughs> this it, is it, a heavy cigar for Chuck. It's heavy for me, too. I'll tell you. I like it. I'm early in. I'm going to go through. But I'm glad we had a little manja in between. Yes, and yes. I'm glad I made this the second cigar. I was thinking as we were going, because that first cigar, the Flor de Lorene Maduro, was medium to full. And I said, maybe, I'm saying to myself, maybe we should have went with the Cameroon first because it would have been lighter. Mm -hmm. good, good choice, Dave, because this is full-bodied. Yeah, this is full-bodied. I like it. I like it, though. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's well-balanced. I mean, it's almost pointless for me to tell you that I like the cigar because you can't get it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you it's jealous. A, it's almost pointless doing the show about this cigar because, the, you know, what we're trying to do is tell somebody to, yeah, if you can get one, go out and get one. You're not going to get one. You're not going to get one. Unless you're extremely lucky and you know someone, if you know, at, yeah. a, at a store that's going to give you, you one. You know what? If you're very good to your brick-and-mortar store and he, he got a box and, and you're a, a good customer to the brick-and-mortar stores and you're not a guy going online and buying all your stuff over there because you'll never get one um, but you know see your see your uh, your good friend at the cigar store and maybe he can help you out but I'm telling you right now I've given one to the guys that work here and us and Rudy and there's not going to be anything left for me so yeah all my friends that are listening Thank you. I love you but <laughs> I, I can't reproduce this that's for sure um, Carlos Fuente's been around the tobacco business his entire life. His father was born in Cuba, but um, he uh, moved to Tampa. The father moved to Tampa in the 1900s, and um, that's where uh, Carlos Fuente Sr. started out. 
And um, today they're in the Dominican Republic. But early on, they started with factories in Honduras, Nicaragua, and then Dominican Republic. They had their factories burned to the ground with the Sandinistas over the war and stuff. Yep. So they moved around. They've had lots and lots of troubles with fires and stuff like that. Now they make their home in the Dominican Republic, uh, also Tampa, back and forth. Mm-hmm. But they make all their cigars uh, at the Toro Fuente factories and all being in the Dominican Republic. And they now have become one of the world's largest producers of handmade premium cigars in the world. And we would be remiss if we did not thank sincerely the Fuente family for bringing a resurgence back to this wonderful art form of making handmade cigars and and kind of forcing the rest of the industry to kick it up a notch, to use an emeraldism, and, and bring back quality and, and continue the tradition. When I met, the one and only time I met Carlita, we were at uh, Avo's birthday in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, his 80th birthday party in the Dominican Republic. And I was introduced to Carlito, and I, you know, I just said to him, thank you. I recognize that because you've done, made this effort, dealt with the Sandinistas, built up the factory, came back to the cigar business, I recognize by you and your father and your family doing this, you have really brought back a resurgence to tobacco and fine products, and I sincerely thank you for that. And he hugged me. He really no. He was he's a pretty genuine, he's oh. a very passionate guy. Oh, absolutely. He gave me a huge hug and said thank you for saying that, and I meant it. I, you know, it's, yeah. But we, you know, the rest of us, the cigar smokers, really appreciate it. Even if you don't like Fuente products, I do. But if you don't, this appreciate. It's, it's another one of those brands of something there for everybody. You can't not like Fuente products because this, they have everything from from mild to, to full bodied, every everything in between. There's no doubt that the quality of the product is good. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's something there. You know, you, you, it's a terrible thing to somebody say, I don't like Fuentes because there's so much. Then you've know. not tried. Yeah, you could yeah. not have tried everything. Absolutely. There is something for everybody there for the Fuente product. I mean, the, we're smoking. This is supposedly of the Don Carlos line, um, which is one down from their top end line. The top end line is Opus X. Yeah. They have Opus X, Don Carlos. Then they have Hemingway. Then they have the regular Chateau series. Then they have the 858. I mean, they have a huge line of product. The Opus X is Carlos Fuente Jr., Carlito. That's his claim to fame. He was the one that ended up saying, I can grow rapid tobacco here in the Dominican Republic. He's the one that did it. That is his claim to fame. It took him like 10 years to do it. And if you go online, everybody said he couldn't do it. It couldn't be done. There's a video. There's a video you can probably get, buy online, a DVD of the the whole story behind Opus X and how Carlito started it and what he did with his father. And for years and years and years, he's trying to grow this tobacco, and he keeps bringing his dad, hey, Dad, I got a cigar for you. Here, try it. And and his father being the, the great guy that he yeah. is, well, it's good. Uh, it's not quite there. <laughs> you're, you're close. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. And this happened for years and years before he grew tobacco um, wrapper, like you said. Yeah. Prior to that, it was believed that you could not grow wrapper. You couldn't even in grow the shade. Republic. You couldn't grow shade tobacco there either, and they did that too. Yeah, they said you, you, they said you couldn't do it. I love the effort put into something when somebody says you can't do something, and the effort that gets put in, and it takes years and years, and mm-hmm. you end up doing it. How good does that feel, and the success that comes with it? So the father's claim to fame is the Don Carlos, which was the greatest, greatest cigar, and then the son comes along, and I don't want to say tops it because it's a very, very different cigar. Yes, it is. But comes out with Opus X, and that's his claim. As Don Carlos here, this this is uh, Senior's shining product. Yeah. And uh, no cheap date. A, a regular Don Carlos runs from $8 to 11.50. Yep. 
and this one is a priceless. This one's well, priceless. You, you, you can't, yeah. you can't buy. I, I know it's strong. It is very strong, but I'm really liking it. It, it, uh, you got to appreciate this. It started off very, very heavy. It's it's calmed down a little bit, a little bit to you. Actually, it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at the very beginning, I didn't think I was going to get through it. I'm going to get through it no matter what. If I if I have to. Yeah, you uh, have to. You know, you I'll blow lunch it. and then finish it if I have to. <laughs> but I'm okay now. The, the the initial the initial punch to it was maybe I wasn't expecting it. I, I certainly wasn't. I didn't expect it to be as powerful as it was at the very beginning. But very very nice. It's very powerful. It's it's very flavorful. It, this is a great little cigar. So, uh, congratulations and happy 75th birthday. It's so nice to see uh, a father and son as, as close as they are. And uh, I, I would say um, Senior's got to be very proud of Junior and, and vice versa. As the Padrones are with, with his sons, yes. it's very, very nice to see. And, and um, you, you know that the company's going to continue to go on forever and ever. And I, I hope uh, many, many more years for uh, Don Carlos. Uh, congratulations to you, 75th. He looks good. I, I wouldn't have thought he was 75 years old. I was surprised to hear when this came in. 75. Wow. Yeah. And again, we'd be remiss if we weren't appreciative of, uh, of such a wonderful family that has kept the art alive. They really, really yeah. have. Absolutely. They, they, they keep a buzz in the industry. And uh, they're the ones during the cigar boom. They're the ones that kept the quality and consistency they did. going. They and did. that took them to another level. Uh, you know, we had the cigars uh, pre before the cigar boom happened. But as the cigar boom happened, the availability of Fuente product was so, so tough. It was dismal. I, I hated it. Believe me, it bothered me, and I was vocal about it that, you know, what is the sense of even carrying this stuff? I'm waiting so long in between. Uh, more harm than good, you know, waiting for product to show up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they they stood, stood by it, and they said, we're not going to rush the hands of time. That's their quote that they use. And, uh, hey, they, they uh, put themselves to another level. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to finish this up. A little more to eat, and we're going to tell you more about what's going on in the cigar business, along with what's coming up next week. So stick around. We'll be back in just a couple minutes on the Cigar Authority, on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. 
Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603 603- Three four seven five one three nine one. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted, small-batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire. That takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. We are the Cigar Authority, 617-237-1234. That's 617-237-1234. Tom, Tommy Greller and David Garofalo. Who do we got in the studio today? Yeah, he's good. You like this guy? Yeah, yeah who is he? Paul. Paul, Paul. Fitzgerald. Paul Fitzgerald. Fitzy, keep it up, brother. <laughs> you lead us in good and tight. Yeah, good songs. Yeah. Good songs. Hey, we're the Cigar Authority. If you just happen to be tuning in, listening to your uh, radio, and this is a uh, cigar show. 
that uh, is on two hours every single week, noon to 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You folks that are listening online, this is happening today in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and we are always doing it on location at a cigar store because, frankly, we need to smoke during a show, and there's not a lot of places you can smoke legally, so uh, we have to do it in a cigar store. Speaking of legally smoking. Oh, here we go. Uh, should smoking be at home be illegal? This is something that's going on right now. At home? At home. <laughs> and um, of all places, the Silicon Valley in the town of Belmont, California, um, has um, is trying to stop smoking at home. Um, thou shall not smoke in thy apartment. Thou shall not inform. Thou shall inform authorities of anyone who does smoke in their apartment. This is what's going on here. And in Belmont, um, the, is now the home of the America's most restricted secondhand smoking laws. It is illegal to light up in your apartment or condo that share a wall. Okay? God. That share a wall, ceiling, or floor to another unit. Violators face a $100 fine from the city and will be evicted. What country it's, is this? What country is this? Is absolutely the exact same thing. Is this um, 1930s Germany? Come on. Uh, the first person to induct, by the way, a, a no smoking law was Adolf Hitler. Did it in the 30s. Okay? And now you have Belmont, California, God. that is making it illegal to light up in an apartment or condo if it shares a wall, ceiling, or floor with another unit. So this is crazy, and everybody should be outraged. Uh, they're doing this right here in America. It is absurd, and it has to stop. We can't let this continue. No. This is America. They are taking away rights and privileges of people. This is a legal product. And the secondhand smoke baloney. Uh, has gone far enough. It really has. There it is, really there has. is no truth. Rubbish. Tru Rubbish. There's, there's no truth to the secondhand smoke. Look, the first, the very first line in the several hundred page report done by the Surgeon General as a report to the President, okay, says there is no link to any kind of human disease or death to secondhand smoke. That is the summary sentence that leads off the entire you know, very, very detailed, very over many, many years report. There's just zero um, correlation. Check with OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administrative Department of Labor, say that there is nothing to secondhand smoke. No levels there's have no, ever been created no, that are bad. There's no link. Now, I'm not suggesting, by the way, I don't, you know, I'm not going to smoke a cigar in, in a closed room with my kids. You know, I'm not going to put them in the closet oh. and say, hey, let's smoke cigars. But apparently you do it to her in the car. But you I do have the, the window cracked. You have the window cracked. <laughs> and I not that often. Daddy, what, what, honey, what do you want for your birthday this year? Daddy, I'd like you not to smoke cigars in Thanks, the car. God. Thanks. <laughs> That's priceless. That is priceless. She doesn't like the smell. Yeah. Well, the good news is you're not harming her. She doesn't like the smell, nor do, do we like the smell. Guys don't like the smell of uh, candles, by the way, going into those candle stores. Yeah, and, oh, or, or going into the places where they do their fingernails and things like that. Can't stand it. Guys are different. The women are from Mars, Venus, whatever the heck that thing is. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah. A famous book. We're, we're different. We're, we're different, and there's no doubt about it. Guys walk into the cigar store. Listen, I've had a cigar store for 25 years. Guys walk into the store and take a deep breath. 
I love that. Ah. Freedom. Yeah. And, and they love the smell. A girl comes in with their finger over their nose. They come in and say, I need to pick up something for somebody. And they have their finger over their nose. I said, did you hurt your nose or anything? No, I hate the smell of this place. So it's it's absolutely different. This is a guy smell, and, and we like it. Not very often, but once in a while, you'll run into a woman who says, oh, I love the smell, smell of cigar smoke. And if you do a little digging... What you find most often is there was a close family member that yeah, they a grandfather or something right, that smoked cigars. And it brings and it, back a memory. It is so, they associate that with a, with a fond memory. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. that's that's the only thing that I've ever seen. Well, it, it, it's crazy in Belmont, California. My God, it's 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 unbelievable. People should be outraged. We have to turn these things around. Boycott Belmont. But uh, uh, the governor did just veto a bill uh, which was going to... Um, a ban smoking in public beaches. Well, and what they have to do is, you know, the city takes precedence over things like this. They have to do something. But see, in Massachusetts, didn't when that happened in Danvers, when that cigar, when the people were smoking in the cigar store in Danvers, didn't the state then go back to the health department in the city of Danvers and say, hey, look, you can't just trump the state law? Is that right? I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying to them. Because I don't know if that's ever come to fruition, but I know that initially the statement from the state to the to the health department in the city of Danvers was, hey, guys, you can't just trump the state law. The state law is you can smoke in in stores that are that are 60% or more tobacco sales. This was the beginning. When they started this thing in restaurants where they said, and coincidentally this happened where we were in Boulder, Colorado. This happened in 1996 in Boulder, Colorado, where we were last week. That's where they, the first law of no smoking in the restaurants happened. In the, whole, in, the, in the entire country. In the entire country. <laughs> City of Boulder. And it went from there. Once you open the flood doors to lose, the, the, the guy that owned the restaurant lost his rights. Yeah. And a lot of them lost their businesses. Right. Because the cigar smoker left and went somewhere else, maybe to a neighboring city or something. And this guy loses all his cigar smoking customers and in turn loses his entire business. The, it started the whole thing. And from there, it goes into the craziness of no smoking in your own apartment. Yeah. You know, in your own condo, if it if there's a if there's a floor or a wall or ceiling, I haven't I haven't met a, a, a condo that didn't have a floor, wall or a ceiling. Right. Now we met um, when we were in Boulder, Colorado. We met Theodore King, who was the author of the book uh, The Nanny State. Right. And he. He um, did a basically a research product pro- project, looking at no smoking bans all over the world, to try and come up with solutions at the back of the book. It's solutions of what you can do to try and protect people who don't want to be around smoke, and at the same time uh, permit people their a reasonable amount of rights. And the basic premise that he comes up with is leave it to the business owner. If the business owner says I want to have a bar and I want to allow smoking in my bar, then I should be allowed to do that. If I want to have a bar and not allow smoking, that's up to me. I mean, like, I, again, we just went to King's in, in Boston for Quinn's birthday. Dress code. No hats, no excessive gold chains, no pants hanging off. This is right on the website. You can go check it out right now. Why do you think they do that? To prevent punk kids and gangs from coming into their place. They don't want to turn the you, place you think into that, that. You think that they have a problem with someone wearing a baseball cap? No. Why do they say that? Well, we're not going to have people coming in here that, that are like that. That's them controlling their business. I applaud them for that. I want to let them do that. But don't tell me that I can't open a business if I want to that's going to be a bar and I'm going to serve food and I want people to be able to smoke in there. That's my prerogative. Absolutely. That's my business. You don't want to come to my business because I allow smoking in there? Don't come to my business. You'll... 
you'll you'll you get the the business owner will get creative into doing what what is going to be best for for him for his that's, business. That's I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of what I did. We had a store in East Boston in the 80s. Yeah. So uh, at one point, all of a sudden, um, kids started hanging around the outside of the store. For some reason, this became the wall of where they're going to hang out. Yeah. So I'm like, what's with these kids hanging out every day? And I'd go in and go, guys, you need something? Everything all right? Yeah, we're just hanging here. And it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger with the amount of kids that were hanging out. Well, I have to do something about it. because yeah, people are intimidated walking in and out of right. the store. So in a busy, busy area, big, big, busy traffic area, and guys coming in and double pocketing and running. You, you know the area. Right, I remember. Boston, it. it's very tough. I've been to the store. So... Um, I said, I have to do something about this, and I put a couple of speakers outside. Why are the speakers outside? And I proceeded to start playing some classical Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra music out oh, there. great, great. Very quietly, and the Dean Martin Frank Sinatra music would play outside. And I'm telling you, it wasn't even one day. It was all over, and they never came back. Really? And you didn't piss them off. They nope. didn't egg your store. They didn't say that jerk who owns the store, and your customers could proceed in and out. All of a sudden, nice. they, they didn't want to be there because they wanted to hear their type of music, whatever was going on in the uh, in the 80s, and uh, their, whatever type of music, and there was there was no confrontation, there was no nothing, and beautiful. And the speakers remained out there. That is a Davism if I ever heard <laughs> That's it. That's great. Because Dave man. avoids confrontation at all costs. <laughs> you just won't address it at all. That, but what a beautiful way to do it. Brilliant. Yeah. And, Brilliant. And it went well. And the, and the same would go for a if I, if I owned a restaurant and nobody was coming in because the place was full of smoke, I would either put some sort of fantastic smoke eliminator for it to go away, or I would say we are no smoking, and people would the people that didn't like smoke would rush into my restaurant because it was no smoking, the people that didn't want it, or I would put a warning sign on the window that says, this is a smoking restaurant, and I would get all the smokers to come in, or right. whatever, but when the government steps in and they say you can't do this... All of a sudden, I'm going to lose my customers to somebody else, or I, I was going to not have customers come in because of all the kids hanging out front. No, I'm going to get creative and figure a way around this. Unless the law stopped me, you know, and I was saying to myself at that time, is the uh, is the city going to come in and say you can't play music outside? It was soft. It was quiet, but it was there hmm. enough that they didn't like it. They, the, the, the kids that were hanging around there, and it didn't happen. They were gone within one day. That's it was, awesome. It was over, and uh, we, we, we played it out there for a while just in case all, they come all back. All those terrible kids listening to Def Leppard and yeah, R.E.M. Going yeah, yeah. Really terrible kids. No, but I just didn't want all the kids hanging out and, and, and somebody that was trying to come in and say, what's going on over there? Ah, let me go. You know, In those days, in the 80s, in East Boston, there must have been six cigar stores in the city. So go hang out in front of their stores. Right. I wanted to Speaking of Sinatra, you know where I was on uh, Wednesday night? Where? Hoboken. Ah. Yeah. Home of Frank Sinatra. Home of Frank he's, Sinatra. he's originally from Hoboken, New Jersey. Yep. That's right. Did you pay homage? Did I did. Go? Yeah? I, I heard there's a good uh, cigar bar out there. We couldn't find it. I wouldn't know. No, I don't know. We couldn't find it. You should have called. I could have made some calls. It was late, Dave. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Always open to you. Nice. So, so we're smoking the Toro Fuente Don Carlos 75th. And if you want to know about it, by the way, call us at 617-237-1234. 617-237-1234. We'd love you to call and talk anything about cigars with us. But uh, we are smoking the Arturo Fuente 75th anniversary, which is made for Carlos as the father's 75th birthday. 
and I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's gotten better. It's too bad you can't get it. It's gotten better. I, I agree. At the very beginning, it was way too full-bodied. I was getting scared. I wasn't going to like it, and I would have had to say, not for my taste. But it, it calmed down right from the first quarter inch, and uh, it's good, right? Yeah, yeah. A little, little sweetness to it. I, I taste a little sweetness. I'm taking a picture of it with me smoking it because... All my cigar friends Put that are up not going to believe. Yeah, they're not going to believe that we we have this. That's how. So, tough so, it is to so get if it. you're looking for us on Facebook, who are you? Tommy Grella? Tommy? Yeah, Tommy Grella. We also have a we also have a Cigar Authority uh, fan page. They That's can, right. They can join. Cigar Authority fan page. Or Tommy Grella. T O M M Y G R E L L A. Yeah. I'm David Garofalo. That's G A R O F A L O. And I'm up on Facebook, um, along with the Cigar Authority, has its own uh, fan page. But I'm usually always typing on on my own thing and brag. And I, I took the second band off, so I'm no good for putting this picture on there. <laughs> I just put the picture up. When I got the box, actually, I did take a picture of the box and put it up there. Did you? Yeah. It's a good-looking box. Well, yeah. that's, again, it's just one of those things that's so highly elusive, nobody's going to get it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's too bad that we have to smoke this and tell you how great it is. Because how many did they produce, Tommy or Dave? They, he didn't say. They, they didn't um, They didn't roll anything out. There was no press release on it. It was uh, It was a sincere gift to um, some of their, their better customers, apparently, and uh, a nice little little card here signed by him. And, uh, geez, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for doing that. It means a lot to me. I've been a uh, good, good customer for 25 years and uh, love the brand, love uh, everything that they stand for. Uh, they're very uh, charitable people with the Fuente Foundation and stuff, and I uh, I've been lucky enough to go visit their factories in the Dominican Republic three different times. And uh, very, very nice. Yeah. Very, very they're, nice. They are nice. Incidentally, I just got a text from my wife saying, the reason why the girls don't like me smoking in the car is they don't want to smell like smoke. Oh, they don't They don't want yeah. themselves to smell like smoke. <laughs> yeah. Girls, Daddy loves you. Okay. I got the message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. They are great girls. I'm so proud of them. A lot of birthdays going on. Yeah, and Quinn is 12, and my brother's going to be uh, 37 on the 13th. My brother and I are 10 months apart. Irish wow. twins, we call you. Yeah, yeah. We, are, we are definitely Irish twins. If you saw Sully, Sully's my brother. If you saw Sully, I've never to me, seen Sully. Well, people say, may, yeah, people say Sully's like the snuffleupagus of the Grella family. But I've known Tommy. <laughs> I've known Tommy. I've known you for 15 years. Yeah. About that, and you live a few miles away, and I can't believe nobody's I, seen it, Sully. It was probably about eight years ago when you said my brother, and my eyes popped open, and I said your brother. You yeah. have a brother? Yeah. And and you know we talk quite a bit. I mean we talk on the phone, but we don't get to see each other that often. And he lives in the same town. Oh my God! Really? Life yeah. short, man. It's just it's just the way life goes. I Apparently mean, we have a lot of love for one another. Doesn't smoke cigars. Does not smoke cigars. The polar opposite. Take me, a part of what I look like, my personality, and do the polar opposite. And you've got Sully. I'm not. I'm not an athlete. Sully loves sports. I love to smoke cigars. Sully. Sully hates all smoking. Things. And is his name really Sully? His his baptized, God-given name is Sully. The story is he's named after my grandfather. My grandfather's name was Silvestro. Okay, which my parents hated. So, Great name. But, I like that name. But of course, the Italian heritage, you have to pay respects to the previous generation. So what was his nickname? His nickname was Poopily Poo because he owned, he had a pool hall, which is part of the speakeasy from the flower oh, shop. Okay. Okay. So his nickname was Poopily Poo and Sully. 
They, they went with Sully. A good, move, good call. <laughs> good move. But Sully, you would expect Sullivan and very Irish from an Italian right. That's background. Right. No, but he's say, a... Sully, Grulla. You know, it's like... Like from Southie, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah, you would think his, everybody I know that's named Sully is the last name Sullivan. But no, his baptized first name is Sully. Well, I would love to meet Sully someday. Yeah, Sully's great. He's a great guy, but the polar opposite of me in every single way. Does he cook not or anything? Big, nope, not no. a big foodie. He, he does like decent food, but like, you know, if you ask Sully, when's the last time you had a French fry? He you probably tell me like three years. Really? Yeah. When's Sully? When's the last time you had a donut? He's a thin. Five he, years. Is he thin? Yeah. He's, Sully's like 170 pounds, five foot ten. Wow. And he's the head coach of the track team at Central Catholic High School. And you haven't you haven't run in 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> no hurry. Hey, trellis don't run. Tommy Tommy drops his pen. He says, "I'll buy another one." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's true. That's why it's funny. Um, so so this was a great event we had at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, and there's lots more great events coming around. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do it again, and we're looking forward to it. But um, I found out that they have a big event that is as big or maybe even bigger, I was told. I was talking to some people down there, and I said, this is the biggest event I ever saw, a couple thousand people. They said, well, you obviously haven't been to the Ybor City event. And I said, what are you talking about? Um, well, they do it. They have done it for, um, I think, nine, ten years in a row. They've done this event. And um, they do a, the world's longest cigar attempt there, the longest ash contest, all kinds of things go on there. Yeah. And it celebrates the rich uh, heritage of um, what Tampa was once, which was the cigar capital of the world. 11th. This is the 11th annual uh, coming up. It's November 20th. They had a ton of machine-made product in Tampa at one yes. time. Is that correct? And the only one left is the people at J.C. Newman. They're the only one left. Oh, they still have machine-made product right there? Yes. Oh, we, you have to go. You have to go and watch the, what they do. It's really something to see. They have a little museum in there. It's fantastic. But yeah. uh, Ybor City was the place. You know, and Ybor City is also lots of regulations now on where you can smoke and all that stuff. What's the famous restaurant in Ybor City? Uh, cigar restaurant. Uh, Cuban. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I can't think of it. But um, th that was where you would go and have a cigar and have dinner, and there's no more of that. You can't anymore. even have a cigar there. No, no more. Again, that's, that's a travesty. It is. But Saturday, November 20th, 2010, from 10 a.m. to 5 o'clock, another seven-hour event, which is going to take place down there in Ybor City. And you'll, of course, have the people from J.C. Newman there, the Fuente people, Rocky Patel Camacho, 601, along with lots of others. And at this... At this um, Festival, which is what they call it, uh, Cigar Festival. Um, they uh, put in um, poker tables, domino tables. It's supposed to be a great day and uh, for, for the whole family. As a matter of fact, they even have a kids' zone at the Cigar Festival. That is awesome. So how do you like that? That is awesome. Now, we're not promoting. Oh, we, don't want, we don't want those right-wingers out there to say this, okay? We are not promoting kids smoking. Of course not. We, we would ne honestly, we yeah. would never do that. It's not a kids thing. Kids are not interested in, in cigars. Believe me. No. Twenty five years in the business, kids are not interested in cigars at all. Right. So, uh, but they're making it so it's outdoors, and they got you're able to bring your, your kid with you anyway, and they got a little probably playground area or something for them. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, maybe are you that's. Going? A, I don't know. I'm thinking think about it because I never heard of it. November twentieth. It's a Saturday. I'd like to go. Hey, 
we'll talk about it. The day. Um, big smokes coming up. You got a couple of big smokes coming up. New York uh, and Las Vegas. Yeah, the Las Vegas one, which is actually uh, a few days. They uh, cram it into a few different days. Uh, Saturday, November 13th, and November 14th. And I think something happened. Now, Manhattan, they changed the location from the hotel, right? Now they're somewhere on a pier or something. Yes, they're going to be. Uh, they're going to be in December first. So you got the the Vegas one, uh, November Friday, November twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Yeah. So three days there in Vegas, and then in December, you're going to have uh, the big smoke in New York at Pier ninety two. Two hundred and forty dollar ticket price. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, we'll, and again. We were just in Boulder, the first annual Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. You got 20 plus cigars, somewhere around the same. I don't know the exact number, right? Yeah. And the ticket price was $100, which included food, 10 drinks, and like 20 something cigars. And this is going to be crammed in in three hours. And it's, uh, we've been to the New York one before, not at this particular place. We were at the hotel, some yeah. hotel in Manhattan. They, they jammed us in. It was two hours long, $240 a ticket, guys. That's, that's, that's up there. That's steep. Now, you look at the Las Vegas one, it's $550 for the Friday and Saturday session. And, um, to mail you the ticket to you is an additional $10 to mail you the ticket. What does that entail? Like, what are you getting for that $500, for example, in Vegas? Okay, let's look at Vegas. Friday's evening um, at the Big Smoke, uh, they're giving you cigars, and um, there's people from d different restaurants there, so you're going to have little tastes of different... Little, uh, little different tastes. Things. Operative word on little. Yeah. Little. Yeah. Um, then you're going to go to some seminars on Saturday um, with some cigar tasting and uh, different tobaccos. They'll let you try different kinds of tobaccos. Um, they're they're going to teach you about counterfeit Cuban cigars, which are illegal to get the real ones, but they're going to teach you about how to do it anyway. Um, they're going to do um, all, all the different cigar companies are there. You have lunch with General Cigar, moving on to uh, breakfast with Charlie Palmer. Who's that? I don't know. He must be some sort of um, chef. Oh, yeah. Charlie Palmer Steakhouse. Yeah. Okay, you're having breakfast with him. Steakhouse, maybe steak and eggs, I don't know. Yeah. A uh, little thing on uh, with El Credito, which is the Gloria Cubana people, how to roll a cigar, and they'll let you roll a cigar. Uh, single malts uh, session to teach you about single malt session, and then it's the big uh, run around and trick-or-treat. Now, the only thing, yeah, the trick-or-treat. The only thing that I have to say about the Big Smoke that I do like is if you want to meet the, the, you know, the big players in the cigar industry, you, you're going to see them. Very, very infrequently... Do you get to see Carlito Fuente come to an event? Yeah. Okay, he's at the Big Smoke. Yeah. He, he Everybody, normally, Everybody's there. He normally goes all the time. So you got a couple things coming in November. you got a, uh, the Big Smoke coming in December. And um, I'm looking forward, and I'm going to... Uh, your, your big event is coming up September what? September 22nd, which is my 25th anniversary of Two Guys Smoke Show. And actually, Carlito Fuente is coming this year to your event. He is. This is the first time he's ever come to your stores, period. He visited the store once and uh, came down and had a cigar with us. It was no event. You know, it was him stopping by and giving us a cigar. And that was many, many years ago. That was the old store across the street. So that was at least eight years ago yeah. anyway. <laughs> and um, this one will be him uh, for four or five hours at our 
true event, which we're going to have uh, 25 different cigar manufacturers and big names are coming in, Rocky Patel, George Padron, Carlito Fuente, along with the, the people from um, Alec Bradley, Alan Rubin is coming in, Nick Perdomo, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to end up forgetting somebody, Joe Cusano, Lito Gomez, you name it. Now, it's long been since, since sold out, so you can't get tickets, but... No. I mean, other than going to the Big Smoke, this is the only event I've even ever heard of where you're going to see that many big-name people at one place at a cigar event. Yeah, remember, these people are competitors with each other, and they like to do events where it's just them. Right. You know, and, um, you know, any one of them would host the event for us and say it'll be just us. And years ago, that's what we used to do is have a, a one or two different people or something. But as the years went on, uh, we started since the 10th anniversary. We started with, okay, it's our 10th anniversary. We'll have 10 different cigar companies. That's when it all started. That was Hilltop uh, Steakhouse in Saugus, Massachusetts, our 10th anniversary. Ten companies, and we launched. We were the people who launched Podigus 150 that night. It was about two weeks before the official launch of it, and we got it first for our 10th anniversary. It was very, very nice. They did that for us, and that began the whole thing of keep adding on. So this year is 25 different cigar manufacturers. We're going to have to stop because we're going to run out of cigar manufacturers. Yeah. I don't know what we'll do in the future, but... But I, I, like you said, this is a sold-out event, so it's, it, it's somewhat of a shameless plug. But um, the, the truth is, matter you, you couldn't buy a ticket if you wanted to. No, anyway. it's not a shameless plug. Yeah. It's just going to be a nice event. It, it's certainly a big, a big deal. People in the cigar industry are going to talk about it, and it just happens to be your event. But we're going to talk about it as well. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, and we were talking about it on the plane going down. Maybe we'll do the show live from there, um, uh, the two hours previous to the, uh, when the show opens up. And I'm we, in. We put it in the can and we play it later on, but um, we'll certainly have the opportunity to interview all those people that will be at the same place at the same time, which is hard to do. And, uh, you know, we got some guys getting there up in age. So uh, we take the opportunity while we can. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it anyway. It's just a few weeks away. I'm very, very excited about it. 25 years in the cigar business, and I'll tell you, hasn't been easy. It looks easy, but it hasn't been easy. But I wouldn't have traded for anything in the no. world. I obviously love the business and love talking about cigars. Uh, you know, we do this because we love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason I do it. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> the day it stops becoming enjoyable is the day I stop doing it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So next week I'm going to fly solo. Next week, you're going to fly solo against my better wishes, but hey, right. good luck with that. But we're going to bring on, um, we're going to bring on Bill Herlicka from White Birch Brewing. Yeah. So I'm going to have a few drinks nice. because I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we happen to be, we're going to do it from, from Seabrook, and we have the people from uh, Camacho and Room 101 are going to be here that day. So, um, you know, I don't know if, if it's Johan, and he's going to be afraid to talk, so I'm not going to be able to get him on. You're never going to get him on. No. No. And there's not enough, the guy's not going to bring enough beer to be able to get no, him on there, right? Johan is, is uh, the guy from um, Davidoff. He's great. He's great. the rep from Davidoff. He's one of the kindest, most sincere people you've ever met. And in the cigar industry, he's uh, he's a rare breed. He's a tremendous man. Yeah, everybody loves him. And I'll tell you, he's a funny guy and good to talk to, but he's scared of the microphone. Yeah, you know, he is. It's amazing that some people, we love it. We won't oh, yeah. stop talking. We, st <laughs> we talk over each other. While Tommy's talking, I'm waiting to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Dave doesn't actually listen. He just waits to talk. Yeah, it's talking and then waiting to talk. <laughs> 
So that's what we do, and uh, I don't know. It's just amazing to me that uh, he knows so much about cigars and everything that um, he doesn't want to do it. So flying solo next week. Hey, can't thank you guys enough. We love the cigars this week. It was Fleur de Lorraine Maduro. The Maduro was money. Yeah, it was money. Money. Great cigar. And talk about money, 579 to 749 Great deal. And then we smoked. It was our honor to smoke the Carlos Fuentes 75th anniversary, the Don Carlos 75th birthday cigar. You can't buy it, but we smoked it here anyway. We took some pictures. We'll be able to share that with you anyway. Check us out on Facebook and check us out next week and every Saturday from 12 to 2. We are the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603 603- 4751391 Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. 
White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly.